0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 6 of our wrestling podcast. So without further ado, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall. And today's topic, Overrated Wrestlers Part 1. Shy. Don't be shy. Don't be shy to get loud there, bud.
1: Welcome to the OWP. This is our wrestling podcast. This is Dave along with Jess. Yes, it is. And cuz. And finally. Bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources. No ties to the industry. Just stories from the diehards sharing our opinions with you. And on to our topic today, overrated and underachieved wrestlers. As always, you can reach us via Instagram at OWP2019. YouTube at our wrestling channel. SoundCloud at our wrestling podcast, or you can download WrestlePost. It's a free app, no charge to you and join us along with several, a uh, great wrestling podcast of today. Uh, guys, I got to tell you, I was really excited about this topic as always. I think it's going to get a little heated today. I know we have some disagreements on who's underrated, who is un- overrated, I'm sorry, overrated, underrated, underachieved, overachieved, right? It's it's going to get nasty in here. What do, what do you think?
2: I think we, if we stick, well, uh- I wanted to do just overrated wrestlers, but then I started realizing cause make a good point for a bitch. Um, he <laughs> said that you can't say someone's overrated just cause you don't like them. But I will counter well, that you, by saying you can't, some okay. people, you know, say someone's overrated because they don't like certain qualities about them. And that's why they're overrated. Uh, they're popular, but they have a lot of negative qualities. But I think if we stick to the basic definition of overrated, which is someone that is ranked higher Uh, than they deserve to be or get more praise get popular for really no reason without too much achievement um you can kind of consider them overrated um but then also there's a fine line between that and like overachieving and underachieving um i could throw out some examples um like ray mysterio i feel overachieved the guy is you know what five foot one five foot two and uh was in there with giants pretty much his whole career um especially you know today and you know in the wrestling war era when he was with WCW um, and he overachieved. He eventually, you know, started wrestling against guys that were like 300 pounds and kind of got taken seriously and even had a brief run with the world championship. So, you know, I mean, Vince took him seriously. He won other championships like the IC title and I'm sure he's won the U S championship and stuff like that. So multiple time cruiserweight champion, but even for a cruiserweight, he was a tiny guy. Yeah. So I would, I would say that is a perfect example to me as an overachiever because what he was dealt with, the small stature, you know, he had to work twice, three times, four times as hard as the average-sized wrestler.
1: So, and I'd say I, he'd be a good
2: example of someone who overachieved.
1: And definitely don't think he was overrated. I think he's ranked right where he should be. Yeah. But definitely, yeah but no, but definitely I, overachieved. These are just examples as yeah. to how
2: it is a blurry line between the three, you know, underachieving, overachieving, overrated. Yeah. Uh, Randy Orton, I think, would be on the other side of the spectrum. I think, to me, Rand- this this could be a debate all its own. I think Randy Orton... I like Randy Orton. I think he has Love a lot him. of the gifts. He, his look is fantastic. Look at him. He's got a great physique. He's tall. He you know, moves well in the ring. He understands the flow of professional wrestling. Um, but I think he's kind of underachieved compared to look at all that talent I just named. I mean, he has it. He can cut a promo. Um, but whenever it came time to really give him a lengthy run or put him on top, it just kind of didn't work for whatever reason. And really what, like, not to quote Dave Meltzer, but what five-star match can you ever – can you say Randy Orton's ever really had? I mean, he's had good matches. Yeah, was a good match. That was a good Randy Orton match, but he's never had like a, Oh my gosh, like Randy Orton, you know, he's known for wrestling classics or when he gets up to the big stage, he wrestles classic matches. He knows, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I'm just trying to, you know, state the difference between the different classic matches, just not consistently. I, I mean, there's a couple,
0: you know. There's a couple. That this is go good
2: matches. He's like I said, he's it's good. He's him and not Foley,
0: uh, him and Taker, him and Jeff Hardy. Honestly,
1: was actually pretty good. Him and, and him and Foley was good, but I you mean, consider the consider the other side. You consider the breed of it. You consider he's a, he's a what a third generation yeah. wrestler. Uh, the physique is amazing. He, I, I the guy should be a twenty time champion. I mean, it's just not there. I
2: just I just feel that he should have one of his reigns should have like kind of. He should have ran with it for a while. He should have stood out more. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. He should have been on I, I get the and Austin granted, and it's hard in the, in the era of Triple H was still around and Cena was at I his think. peak and all that stuff. I get it. And uh uh Batista was on fire for a while. So I get it. It was kind of maybe crowded and, there. And maybe you shouldn't poop in people's bags. But How about that too. You know? I, again, a lot of it could have been created. But I'm just trying to give examples before sure. we get it off into a tangent. Obviously, it's both. i like, that's the way I view like an underachiever and overachiever. But because it's Well, I'm saying. Huh? It's appreciated. It's appreciated oh. that no, but I was saying. <laughs> also Randy's uh mental
0: you know mentality that's that was a setback for him too yeah. probably right Yeah yeah on top of creative
2: Sure. So there's a lot. So of now we can give example of overrated wrestlers. No, yeah. you got a few. Because you have anything to
1: say before we started? Because you had a shitload to say on text today. Good well, God, when we get, novel. you know, if we, if we get to that uh, specific person. Well, I hope you're loaded. That's what I'm saying. Are you locked? Well, are you locked, by are
0: you the same locked
1: and loaded? Then going to stand by? Yeah, I'm locked. All right. Well, we're not going there right now. So you're no. just gonna have to fucking wait. All right. So he's in the uh, underachieved. Here's the here's anyways. the first person that we agreed that we would discuss. And uh, I think it's it's just too easy. But <laughs> fish in a barrel, bro. I feel really bad saying this because I think that, I think he's a really good guy now. But he was a real dick back now. in the day. But now, yeah, now is really key. But we're talking about Lex Luger, ladies and gentlemen. We have Mister Luger sitting at a two-time WCW champion, a two-time TV champion, and a five-time US champ. And he's even a tag champ, I believe, three times with a Sting, Giant, and uh, I'm missing one. Barry Windham. Uh, Oh, Barry Windham. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. So uh, there, there's some decent, decent accolades there, right? However, we know in our heart of hearts, I think everybody across this table will explain why that Lex Luger is definitely <laughs> overrated.
2: Uh, just why? I, I mainly think because God, he got such a free ride. He came around. He was putting the horseman right when he first kind of came to Crockett Promotions yeah. and as a heel to try to get him over. He got to work next to Flair, um Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, Ole Anderson, uh, Sting, and Sting was really young and green too, so maybe that's not a good example. But I mean Flair of all and he wrestled Flair a million times and and uh he was so goddamn popular all the time Luger was. Like it was weird It was just really odd. I mean, he looked great, first of all. That's why. Like, he was in the era of Hogan. So everybody was kind of looking for the Hogan on the other side of the fence, where, you know, Flair was kind of a heel and totally different than Hogan. While Hogan was running crazy over in WWF, people looked at Luger, and they're like, oh, my God, look at this guy. He's gigantic. He was like a legit, like, 6'5", 6'4", 6'5", you know, 280 pounds of just, he was no, no body fat, this guy. So he had the look, and that's what attracted fans to him, because as much as we would like to celebrate technical wrestlers and really good wrestlers, the the visual wrestlers, the ones that are really muscular, they stand out. They kind of get the easiest attention from crowds because they look great. They're tan and you know, all this stuff they're just built Face for, paint and for looks. Yeah. They're like comic book characters and they come to life. And, and I think Luger was super popular and, and, it's not to say he didn't have success. Obviously he had success because I think that's what starts to overrate you is I think Lugerhead was way better than he had any right to be. Not even like uh, that. He overachieved because he was given all the tools. Um, He just never performed well to me. Like he looked ridiculous in there. There are times where he would miss a clothesline legitimately by like four fucking inches. (laughs) And I'm like, well, like he knows he's on TV, right? Like that's what I think to myself, like he knows he's fucking on TV, right? Like he's fucking, he's not even connecting. I know you're supposed to give the illusion and, and you, know that you you're really hitting someone but you're not really but you gotta you know make a little connection here and there to make a slapping noise or something to make people think it's a little real Luger just never he was always very stiff in there and as a board and well and, he he was stiff and then he wasn't like
1: you know you know what uh Lex Luger's clothesline reminds me of does anybody watch the Goldbergs in here when Barry when Barry <laughs> likes to run and he runs with his arms flailing behind him that's like Lex Luger's clothesline.
2: He'll on you, with it's like, eh, and like not even hardly connect. But it's supposed to be this, this. And when he was loop. younger, like everybody else is when they're young, he was a little bit crisper with some of the stuff he did. But he was always so stiff and awkward in there, and like not to mention, Luger had no fucking charisma at all like no he was just like the same tone when he was a heel he spoke the same way when he was a face he spoke the same way like it didn't really matter like what he was like you just had to kind of look at who he was in the ring with to know oh okay i think luger was heel he's fighting brian pillman he must have been a heel here do you want to know where lex and at least in my opinion where
1: lex's like pinnacle hit it has nothing to do with titles Has nothing to do with anything like that it is literally the narcissist and i know that sounds really stupid but here's why i believe that The narcissist Lex Luger was as close to what Lex Luger really was in real
2: life. He wanted to. He loved his body. Like he he was in love with his own body. Well, when he left WCW in Mm -hmm. ninety two. yeah, he went to join. He didn't join the WWF directly. He joined the WBF, mm-hmm. which was Vince McMahon's Bodybuilding and, Federation. And
1: but but all, we all know that to he,
2: exclusively pose, he was legitimately not going to well, wrestle for a while. But we also know he did that because he had he had
1: contract disputes. Yes, true. Correctly. He had yeah. a no wrestle clause. So he yeah. yeah, so he had to join the WBF to do that. But I, I think you I think you're onto something there. It gave him the opportunity to go. I'm just going to go work out like three times yeah. a day, get even bigger, get and, and and trim down even more. He was. I got to admit, I think when he was in WCW, he was probably bigger. But when he came as the narcissist, he was he was just trimmed down. to yeah. Almost nobody fat at all. Ripped. And all he did was get in the ring and three or four people would put mirrors around mirrors, him. And yeah. he would flex and be the total narcissist. And it was an amazing gimmick. And it, it could have worked for a long time. But they obviously, Vince also wanted to push him because he saw what he saw. Well, well he
2: was, look, Vince loves big guys. He loves them. Lex Hogan. Let's get on the fucking Lex he loves Express. He's so Lex like,
1: Hogan. He loved Luger, he loved Nash, he loved Sid. So there's there's two things that really have to do with um with Lex's notoriety that that I think is the the pinnacle of his career, it's the narcissist. And when he literally jumped ship from week to week, he was said I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay with WWE and a week later he was
2: on WCW, which just started the kind of started those wars a little bit. Wasn't like a week apart or was it a day apart? No, it was uh, the next day. He was, the, he, was wasn't a day. he was not in Raw, he was a under contract to WWF and mm-hmm. Nitro was scheduled to debut in Labor Day of, of 95. Yeah. September something, 95. Labor. Mm-hmm. It was Labor Day. And um, WWF was not running a Raw that day. So yeah. Nitro was debuting unopposed. So Luger was on the road with WWF as late as Sunday night. And pretty much, I, th- I want to say verbally said that, yeah, I'm going to resign. Yeah but he hadn't physically signed anything yet or shook anybody's hand or done anything. Sure. And then Bischoff coaxed him over and he showed up live on the first ever nitro, which set the tone. And, and again, like Luger set off the spark for the whole time that he was in WWF, he was pushed as a Lex express. And then he quickly was pulled out of the main event picture. Cause Vince realized what I just said, this guy's kind of like, he's sort of overrated, like, he's you know, garbage. He, yeah. P- <laughs> the fans respond to him. He's overrated. got a great look and everything. He, sure. He lured me in, and then, you know, he just has no charisma and he just doesn't really have it in the ring, which kind of makes you appreciate. And I'm going to go ahead and stroke him a little bit that what Hogan does in there, because a lot of people say Hogan's the same, which is untrue because Hogan can flow a match and he can read a crowd and he knows how to, he can to tell a story. He knows when to get hurt and get heat on himself, and then he knows when to come back. And get, I love him like a brother. And Luger never did that, never understood that. So Vince looked at him and saw a Hulk Hogan type replacement, but just, It never worked. Like it just always, it never worked. I have to tell
1: you. You know, I hate to keep going back to that, but it's, there's always that, there's my next Hogan, and then it never
2: fucking materialized. There's so many people. You because couldn't... Hogan was a lot more special than fucking people give him credit for I, it. I, I, yeah. People just like to bash Hogan and say, actually use this word, overrated on him, Bro, which I think is wrong. fucking hilarious. Brother, like, brother. When people say that Hogan's overrated, I just laugh. Like I can't even say anything to it because I'm like, you just don't like him, and that's fine. You don't have to like Hulk. Nobody. Like, fuck off to everybody. You, if you, you don't gotta, like don't But don't you got to respect it, right? Yes. I, love he the fucking, brother. I mean, you, so, do I have to even say what he did? like come on so here's the thing and i'm gonna i'm gonna lay it on the line right now because
1: uh we can we can talk about it as long as we want but we we can move on but
2: because do you agree do you agree with that 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 piece of shit lex luger's overrated
1: Yes, I overrated. But you know what's funny? I, I definitely don't think he underachieved for what he was because with all of his lack of talent, he still picked up quite a bit of hardware. I don't think he underachieved. WCW. I mean, well, he was I given mean, a lot of
2: opportunity. Exactly.
1: Like and, they and, saw
0: enough in him to be like, "Here you go, Let's try it out."
1: Yeah, try it out. And, and, and twice. I think, I think he's one of those fourth. guys where you had to put the title on him because he needed it. Um. Why else would he be a five-time US champion? It's but it's weird. funny
2: you say that because the fact that we read before we started recording was. His entire tenure with the WWF, he joined the WWF yep. in, he debuted on, on WWF and, television at and, the and January right 93 at the Royal Rumble. Uh-huh. And then he left, uh, you know, September of 95. And how many titles? He yes. won absolutely no fucking titles in the WWF, not an intercontinental championship run, not a tag team championship run, which he was put with Davey Boy Smith for a few months and they were called the ally powers. Yeah. So you thought that they were dressing them up for a title run. Nope. 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 <laughs>
1: Yep. Zero fucking titles. And that kind of tells you what Vince thought about him at the end of that run. But it's funny because he really begged him to stay and it's not like he was going to. It's just so weird. And I think but I think to to that point, nobody nobody thought that Lex was even going to leave. So it's almost like they wanted to keep him around as a spectacle, but they were never going to put the strap on him.
2: I mean, they weren't doing anything with him. I think the, the next thing to do with Lex if they were ever going to do it is turn him heel again. So even um, even that even that switch to WCW might even be overrated because it didn't do anything. Well, no, it did. It, it when he showed up on Nitro, he somehow became the it was weird. Even as a fan when I watched it, mm-hmm. it L- Lex looked new to me because I was like, "Oh, he came from here." That's where I remember yeah. him from in WCW yeah. and NWA. So like when he came over, I was like, "Oh, like you, WCW was doing a really good job of being a little bit more real, like with their characters and their storylines. So when Lex came over, they treated it as like, what, what's this, what's this guy doing here? He shouldn't be here. He's not here. He's not under contract here. And then Lex was just standing with his hands on his hips, yeah, and, uh, with the you know, and didn't do shit. Feminine white shirt on, I've ever seen. I mean he didn't do anything He just it, kind of it, smiled and It shook was his head. quite lovely that shirt And then he walked away And then like uh, It was like one of those Dress shirts with no collars yeah. Like remember that was Bad for a while <laughs> Yeah It was like a dress shirt yeah. But no yeah. collar It was just a, like a Priest kind of I
1: I, I would I, I'd try to swing him now What
2: in the hell
3: Is he doing here Get the kids off of here
2: I'm wearing one right now. It's
1: it's, it's fantastic.
2: So, yeah. So I think he's overrated because, like, a lot of people remember Lex. It's like this, yeah, Lex Luger, he was great. Or, yeah, he and and a lot of promoters trusted him over and over again. And, like, it was just (laughs) weird. It's like they forget. And and when the NWO was running wild, like, Luger was fucking over. Like, it's funny I'm calling him overrated, but he was over in every week I would see him do some ridiculous yeah. thing where he would miss a clothesline by 17 feet or he would. Oh, my like, God. Just be, or try to get someone up to <laughs> the rack and fucking drop him, Yeah. And like and do all that. And then like he I was just like, my God, how is this guy still over? Like he just loved mm-hmm. like three times live on TV. But the crowd cheered louder for him. Like they cheered louder.
1: Um, Because what do you have to say on that? Because I'm going to I'm going to round up one more thing before we move on from Lex Luger. I got one thing to say about Lex that kind of sums up that career. Well, Luger is definitely someone that—that's a perfect example of someone
0: that gets praised, but
2: he—I don't think, for what I don't think, Huh?
1: For what reason? Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think yeah.
2: more praised yeah. by the fans. Yeah, sure. Well, him all the time. That's like, where well, he the looked great. He looked great. From, I think he looked great and definitely and he even had a good moment. Stomach. He won the world title briefly from Hogan for a week in '97, live on Nitro. And you go back and you watch that moment where he racked him. Nobody would believe that Hogan was going to lose. And so when the ref said that Hogan submit the place fucking went crazy. Like it was, it was a, a great moment and I just don't get it. I, I, yeah. And I, nobody gets it. Luger is one of those ones that you look back and you're like, wait, why you could turn the sound down and watch him. You know what? You and know then what? Be like to a non-wrestling fan, be like, guess what the crowd's doing. And anyone would be like, oh, they're booing the shit out of him. He's awful. No. And then you turn the crowd up, him. and they're like, look, I have my baby. Like yeah. it's weird.
1: The the thing about Luger—that's an actual I'm, quote what? from a woman. <laughs> oh, please <the crowd. laughs>
3: have my, Luger, please bear have my
0: baby! I
1: dare, oh, by, I dare you to yes. find that soundbite oh, because I dare you to Jesus. So <laughs> here's the thing: my I I, I I watched this recently just because I, I I caught wind of it on social media and I had to go find it and I did find it. You can find it on YouTube, by the way. You could find Lex Luger versus Bruiser Brody. And Bruiser Brody was not the kind of guy that would take kind to of people telling him what to do. And this is the thing about Lex. I think that really kind of burned. Lex people. was also
2: really young here. He was,
1: well, I point get point. it. Yeah. I, I get it, but this stuff, did, young. but this shit didn't change. Did Lex ever try to get better? No. Did Lex ever try to work with people? No. Did Lex want to do things his way? Absolutely. And, and so, Luger,
2: I think I, I, I'm pretty sure Luger's even admitted that, um, he was in it for the money.
1: Yeah, he said he was in it for the money. He yeah. literally he had and, a football he career that went Flair that went so like too, that. He was
2: really smart financially. <clears throat> he would always tell wrestlers like how to save their money, what IRA to put their money in. Like Luger was super smart. Like sure. I guess he was very intelligent and like he would not look. He just looked like a musclehead on TV. Yeah, but he wasn't. And, uh, but he wasn't. Luger was very no. intelligent and very good with money and like. But he was kind of shy, But
1: well, where he wasn't, but where he wasn't smart was be able to get camaraderie and get better. And he could have been. He could have been one he, of the best. He, he really could have been. He could have. So so literally, he tries to go in and talk to Bruiser Brody and tell Bruiser Brody what to do and how to run a match, right? And Bruiser Brody just nose sells the shit out of everything in that cage match to the point where Luger is so scared he disqualifies himself and walks out of the ring. It's yeah. it's fucking fantastic because Luger's looking at him like I don't know what to do, and he's looking at the ref like What do I do? He's scared to death of Bruiser, and he probably should be because Bruiser is probably just a couple of a couple of freaking seconds or minutes from really injuring him badly because Bruiser wasn't having it. And that's because Luger never wanted to care. He never really cared about the wrestling, you know, I guess the guts of it, right? He didn't care about shaking anybody's hand. He didn't care about going in and being respectful. He didn't care about, Hey, Bruiser, what are we doing tonight? It's all you like he should know that after a period of time. And he never really cared to want to know that. And I think that's why we're talking about a major overrated wrestler. You know, some and the only reason why he's overrated and why he got all the straps he got is because of his fantastic 275, 280 pound physique, right? I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, That's it. so speaking of physiques and freakish strength, uh, I'm gonna move on to our, our next topic, our next uh, wrestler here. We're talking about Mr. Undefeated. Uh, we've got a two time WWE champion, a one time WCW champ, two time U.S. champ. 173 and 0 174 days undefeated
2: we're talking about who's next we're talking about Goldberg okay this might actually be the very definition of overrated like i don't i don't dislike goldberg let me let me start with that because okay. He came in at a time. I, I kind of do, but there was a lot of political <laughs> bullshit going on in WCW. So here's this guy coming in from football that was just told by everybody, like like Hulk famously likes to tell people, "Your big brother should come on in,
3: so I can drop you and be in there."
2: And like, that's always was Hogan's goal, with Everything. So when they got him in there, Steve Austin he was won? super hot, and to this day, they try to anyone you talk to will try to paint the story different that that we were not trying to make Goldberg look like Steve Austin because Goldberg got... He started getting really hot at the end of 97, beginning of 98. Austin was already hot. And so, like, black trunks, black boots, bald head, goatee. That was fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin to a T. But Goldberg came in like that, where they went different with Goldberg and what kind of started getting people including myself, I knew he was sloppy as shit. You could tell how green he was, but then he had like these two moves that were just stiff as shit. Yeah, And I think the people that got in there with him understood like, okay, we have to like Bischoff really started to like him after a while being like, this guy's big. The crowd's kind of digging him. Um, He spears the shit out of people. And when he does it, the crowd pops because it's real looking. And most of it was really, he really speared the shit out of people and probably knocked the wind out of people on more than one occasion. So um, they, they were onto something. So they just, every week they fed him someone, whether it was someone super low on the card or a mid Carter and the match would last like 30 to 40 seconds. Um, Eventually, they would get like, a couple punches in. Goldberg would would sell. And by Goldberg selling, I mean, he just like shook his head real quick, like someone like yeah. squeezed lemon juice in his eyes. Like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, my eyes sting. Like, they'd slam him and he'd, oh, he'd no. get up and shake his head, like someone squirted something in his eyes. And like, that was Goldberg selling. Um, yeah. So, so, and, and, but basically, and then he would just snap out of it and spear them and like jackhammer them, which was an equally as impressive move and pin them. And the crowd would go nuts. I mean, Goldberg, if you didn't live through it, Um, Goldberg's run was pretty like phenomenal. Like the crowd really was behind this guy. I mean, we talk about people being behind Luger people were, I mean, just all about Goldberg in 98. And this was the peak of the Monday night wars. I mean, WCW was still doing record business. WWF had kind of started to win back the ratings, you know, and they were trading back and forth at the beginning of 98 and Goldberg was getting on, I mean, on fire, And as a fan, I accepted him because I'm like, well, he's new and he's different, right? And like, but you didn't really realize how green he was until after he won the U.S. championship and he actually kind of had to get in there with people like Kurt Henning and uh, Steve Regal, who there's a famous story where he kind of, Beat the shit out of Goldberg in a wrestling sense Like live on Nitro where he just kind of Stretched the match out a lot longer than it was supposed To go and which he claims
1: he was told to do
2: Yeah yeah he claimed he was told to do But he got fired for it because like Goldberg Complained and some people were saying the road Agent said I never told him to do that you know But he actually stretched Goldberg to like a six minute Match you know which was like oh my god that's like An hour marathon for Goldberg and uh, And he he was striking Goldberg and taking Goldberg down and, and getting him in chin locks And people were like you know like front face locks On the ground and people were like oh my god Steve Riggle and steve Riggle was fat out of shape at this point
1: you know you know what's funny about that whole stupid story is like any, any time he wanted to Goldberg could have picked that fucking guy up and and jackhammered him and took and fucking got the one two three he could have done it. He not. To, no he could have done it anytime he had that kind the of jerko. strength so you can't you can't tell no that's that's different bro that's a front face lock in the back room with a bunch of people around you i'm talking about in the in the match if goldberg wants to set you up in the in, in his finisher he has the strength to get someone like that up, and then Regal's been like, "Okay, I guess this is over." It never happened, so you can't tell me that that was fucking all Regal's idea. I don't mean to interrupt. I just think it's bullshit. No, I th- yeah, I mean, I, I think, thinking. I think it is. A, I think it is a roadie that fucking told him to stretch it, and then fucking cowered when Bischoff lost his mind on it. Yeah, that's what happened.
2: And yeah, and then I start, think it's all true. And, and the thing is, and also, you know, WCW takes a lot of shit. For not booking people right, and not producing stars, but they they booked Goldberg. They booked him perfect. right. How you should. Yeah. yeah, but but I mean, even like to wait the way I like it. Not to say everything should be done the way I like it, but I mean, like it. I like wrestlers that when they started to get popular, you put the secondary title on them first because it keeps value on belts like the IC belt or the United States belt, which is kind of. It it, it could be used for both. It could be used for someone who you'll never see as your world champion. You give them the IC title or the US belt, and they're good workers, and it's the workers championship. Or on their way up, you give them the US belt to see what they look like with the championship, see how people respond to them defending the title, see if they you know if fans don't get bored with them, you know, while they're that champion. And they gave Goldberg the US title first before he beat Hogan for the world title. Um, to a massive pop when he uh, won the US title from Raven. And then, and then, you know, they he was U.S. champion for, you know, I, God, I'm trying to think, about three months or so, and then he actually beat Hogan in the Georgia Dome in the summer of 1998 in front of, God, what was it, like 40,000 people um, yeah. for a Monday Nitro? Like 43 plus, um, right? Yeah, you know, and it was a little desperation, but to Hogan's credit, he, they felt how big Goldberg was getting and they and, also
1: felt they needed to do something because well, they started to lose I ratings
2: question this it's some people get on wcw for blowing that money match saying you could have had it on a pay-per-view and had people pay for it i don't mind what they did on nitro i do yeah. mind that they were like a week away from bash at the beach which the heavily advertised main event was hogan and rodman against malone and ddp which was getting mainstream media everywhere and all that and then you have hulk lose like a week before
3: mm-hmm.
0: and then
2: goldberg i think was just booked in like uh Was it a singles match against Kurt Henning or a fucking Royal, a battle Royal or some shit like that? Like, that's weird. I I can't remember. I think it was a title. I think he was already booked to face Kurt Henning. You can,
1: you can tell it's, it's a bit of desperation, but at the same time, they felt like something. And, and I totally know where you're going with that. it was getting to the point where pay-per-views mattered less and TV ratings mattered more. Yes. And they understood that. And I, I don't, I don't, I know people at the time were like, what the fuck are you doing? But now all we care about is ratings because pay-per-views don't matter. Everything streams. There's, there's no, there's no money revenue in pay-per-view anymore because they, that's how they set it up. That's how Vince has set it up. So yeah. when you start looking at that, you're like, yeah, well, Bishop talking- actually
2: set all that up. Yeah. yeah. started. Like, yeah, exactly. You
1: know, I agree.
2: Uh, you know, he started that now they still do it, which is odd. But um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, Bischoff started like owning my pay-per-view set up my nitros. What?
1: Because okay. that's where the money is, bro. Who's money, yeah. Where are you getting paid? You're getting paid on
2: those. On, on yeah, those, you're on giving 60% slots. to the pay-per-view fucking company. Yeah,
1: but here you're you're taking a ton of money off, off what the, you know, the, the commercial base is giving you yeah. in that slot. It's just, it's just way more money. And Bischoff understood that. That's why Bischoff cut house shows for, for so many years, and and went to Disney Studios where he didn't. People got in for free, you know, because it didn't that didn't matter. What mattered? What was on TV and how you produced. Yeah. Which is why the production got better. Everything else. I, I, we're getting on a tangent. Right, no, but and, and
2: then so it changed so Holber- everything. He he. He's,
1: He's calling the-
2: This is it. This is it.
3: Your career's on the line here. Do it. Do it. This place is rough when he picks him up. He's got him up! Oh, hell yeah! One, two, three!
2: And that was a huge moment. And the only reason why I'm dragging this out is because this this is one of the few rookie things that WCW got right. You know, they. This They were protecting him perfectly. They were putting him in there. But the night that he beat Hogan, it was actually booked to where he had to beat Scott Hall first earlier that night and defend his U.S. title against Scott Hall. And then if he beat Scott Hall, he would fight Hogan in the main event later for the world title. And Goldberg was already U.S. champion, won the world title, and had both titles. And and it was perfectly booked. But then... The reason why I say he's overrated is once all that started to fall away, when the politics and the guys that were given massive guaranteed money, oh, I hurt my knee, I can't wrestle, and they start dropping away, you have this champion that can't do anything on his own. And he just fell prey. He became paranoid, and he fell prey to the politics in the back, and he could not work himself through a match to save his life. If he didn't have anybody in there that didn't have at least 10 minutes of experience, he was done. So you have the world title on this guy who had no idea where he was, what he was doing, Nash books himself to beat him later that year ends his undefeated streak. And because Goldberg wasn't a good wrestler to begin with, like he just declined after that. Never, never had a belt put back on him in WCW. I mean, I think he won the tag titles and he won the U S title one more time, but never was given the world title because the booking committee changed so many hands in WCW it did. between like 99 to fucking 2001. It changed hands like three times. Like, so it's like, it was hard. You could blame it on creative, but he never learned. He was never good. And that wasn't his fault, but that doesn't mean he's not overrated. He's very overrated. He's one of the most, he's when he went in WWF in 2002, when he went into WWF, he just couldn't hang. Like he couldn't hang with them. The first
1: time around, right? Well, now, yeah,
2: yeah. The, well, the, the second time around, like they did it. They,
1: they did it right. The
2: same they booked time, it the way they booked the way WCW did, and they yeah. should have done that. But Vince was so hell bent on anybody who comes in here from WCW, we're gonna break them down and shit in their mouth, and then rebuild them. And like but now
0: you know nostalgia sales. But so Goldberg never
2: right. knew the right way to do things to begin with. Goldberg so,
1: don't like shit in his mouth. Bro. Yeah,
2: he hates shit in his mouth, and he <laughs> he completely bucked against that. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's that he's overrated for that reason because mm. man, he hit such levels of popularity that you unless you live through it again, like it's still, you could go watch videos and be like, man, that guy gets cheered a lot, but man, living through it, you kind of felt it for that little year in, in the Monday night war. Like Goldberg was the shit. Like people were all over him, but he was just overrated because like people think now, Oh, Goldberg, he was awesome. And I'm like, actually he wasn't like, he was so protected. Again, the major difference had, between Hulk and people like Goldberg is like, he, he you had, know what you're doing. He's, he's lucky amazing. he looked like somebody though. <laughs> well, what? Yeah, what? God, what? I know. They were what? trying what? to. They were trying to play it off like, oh, they were two different people. I'm like, well, obviously they're two different people. Because would it have I worked? didn't think that Stone Cold changed himself a little bit in <laughs> on Nitro and then came back in on Raw. Would it have worked
0: if he looked like Austin? I, I, I don't
3: know. Really. If he had like long uh, hair, you know?
1: Yeah. Had, like, I don't even. I don't hair. even. I don't even know if that mattered. When <laughs> Goldberg came in the way he did and just freaking. Breathing and smoke and looking like a dragon and all that, all that impact from his entrance was awesome. Entrance his entrance was amazing. I mean, the entrance was longer got than pumped. the match. Like he, he had starting. a catchphrase.
2: Who's next? Yeah. Like, oh, again, okay. It was it was God. like, it was like a wrestler starter kit that they gave him and like, it worked perfect. And which is again, so funny because I bitch now and people are like, yeah, whatever. You're just a fan. You don't know how to fix Dave's product. You've never been in the industry. I'm like, um, just look at Goldberg. Look at what they did to him. It was literally like everything was in a package and you ripped the package open and out came a wrestler. Out came uh, a tagline. Out, out came your stone cold. Yeah. Out came your an Hogan. undefeated streak. Out came, uh, you know, great pyro and him walking. You know what I mean? A great entrance. It was everything you needed. But the yep. problem is, if you're not a good pro wrestler under all that, you're going to go, you're not, you're going to be a flash in the pan. And you, he was. He struggled. You just
1: made me think of two questions before we move on to the next. One, will. Goldberg beat Undertaker in Saudi Arabia. That's the one. No. Okay. Two. Will they have pyro for him that he can breathe in smoke?
2: The answer, the second answer, a question you ever asked is... Who cares? And my answer is nobody gives a shit about that. No, I, I, I could give two I, fucks I about care. Undertaker versus it's, Goldberg. It's yeah, all about, it's it's all just, about the pre- – I'm like, who cares?
1: A, I, between you and me, I'm a little pissed about it. I don't and it's going to be a 30-second match. How can it's, it it's Yeah, definitely. It better be a 30-second match. We better like, be well, – Wait, Undertaker's just going to pop. We, we bet It's going to be over. I mean, that's going to – They'll be probably go spear him they'll and They'll have a rough match. Undertaker
2: will kick out in a couple minutes. Is he not next? And you'll say through the camera, <laughs> Undertaker <laughs> will rise up and be like, "No!" And then he'll tombstone him. And he'll no, go, oh
0: the it's, phenom.
2: It's gonna be all theatrics for. I'm a, telling
1: you, that's like a that's like a twenty million dollar match just for the Saudi King. I swear to fucking God, nobody else cares. They you very it. Yeah, and you're running Triple H, and they're, and they're and they're corporation no, not, it, not even well. not even trying to get off on a crazy tangent, but they're losing viewership in the states because. People are pissed about them going over there. They well, and they don't f- name. Oh, see, they see the immediate money, but do you now? see what
2: they name the show? They just call it Super Show. They don't say. Super yeah, they're not going to say Greatest War Rumble or yeah. whatever that was. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just called the Super Show. Oh, and then they name the arena that they're going to be in. The yeah, I was going gonna... to do a racist accent. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I it. I refrain from it. <laughs> I refuse. How I'm... Bitch, that's how much I. What the fuck? <laughs> you can <laughs> lie. Yeah, that's
1: about all we have to say about Goldberg. Uh, it might have been I mean, his much. run is
2: definitely interesting, but he's overrated.
1: Overrated.
2: He's
1: definitely not underachieved, though, right? He Didn't underachieve. That's a great undefeated streak, no, yeah, great he's, title, he's runs. He's Two ta- title runs. Two-time champion WWE. I mean, yep, nothing to sneeze at. Nah, but really, they they also knew sunset. this. They knew the second <laughs> time how to how to. <laughs> it's, it's
2: appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work.
1: Though. Yeah, no, it didn't actually. But they they also knew how to placate that. But yeah, I don't know. Still appreciate. I still think about his going to hug his son and shit. It's so fucking fake. Whatever. I'm an asshole.
2: All right. Now that was all weird. That's weird. Right? And then you made his son take his shirt off, didn't he? I don't fucking remember. He did. He did. I probably blacked that out, bro. I... And then he sucked it. No, I'm kidding. No, oh, um, that's fucking terrible. God damn it. No, he did. He legitimately did make us like. I think it was when he won the title. He pulled his kid over the rail and fucking took his kid's shirt off. And his kid is soft. Yeah, he's a little. And sad. you can tell his kid was just like soft. Oh, he's not working <laughs> out. I don't want to be without my. He wasn't working out like Bill.
0: Definitely not working out. Um,
2: but yeah, like. Um, um, very, very offensive. offensive. So yeah, he brought his son in the ring, and like, he took his shirt off. It was really weird. So I don't think you're, I don't think you're alone in thinking that shit's a force Like it's, you could tell he was just like, "Dad, don't like you're never nice like this." Yeah, you're, you're always beating the shit out. Oh, you of
3: you
0: terrible. How can we read a Brock
2: in yeah. real life? How can we oh, get on you. And you you on you slap mom? you oh,
1: In the middle Christ. of the wrestling, and event,
2: you yell, "Who's next? You're next." Mom's not crying because you won the title. She's crying because she knows what's going to happen in the door. Because <laughs> she knows oh they, you you're going to lose it. You're going to be angry. She knows what happened our... when on the drive home. So angry. Oh, oh man, I felt you you're couldn't act right, better. better when I won the title.
1: Well, speaking of guys that get angry, this one gets angry, but he, when he gets angry, so he just, just make gets make fucking Bill Goldberg a Yeah, wife <laughs> and child all, yeah. all right. Yeah, we're terrible. That's okay. just how we roll. I mean, yeah. yeah. And we're gonna call this guy a little bitch, a little sensitive bitch, talking about anti-racism because. Fucking, fucking Conan. Goddamn it. I don't oh, want to talk God. about Conan. Yeah, yeah you do. we can just
0: say overrated.
3: What do
1: we have here? Wait a minute. Last week, Tony, this man called
3: me an old man. I got started last night. Conan, you're off-base. Would you get cuttered up to a rest home? Hey, if your picture's coming in a little bit fuzzy, a little bit faded, a little bit worn out, don't bother adjusting your tracking button. It's only
1: mean G.
2: Around the, around I will go on table. record right now and say I've never liked Conan. So never. Maybe have. you can disqualify me because I'm calling no, him over No, I never like have him. either. Let's, let's let's
1: let's give a quick rundown of road Conan. When he I don't even want, I don't want to get you I don't crazy. want to talk about it. Oh goddamn it. We have kidding. to goddamn God this that's motherfucker fine. is, is some that ma- Mainly fine. part of the, you know, the the what the AAA Lucha, right? He he held 15 different titles over 9 different promotions. This is what I mean, Jess and I have talked about this, but this has been talked about as the fucking Hogan like it's like the Mexican Hogan like the this is what? this is and yeah I, like are you fucking kidding me right now this motherfucker gets so much credit for so much bullshit and is also so, god damn he's a fucking whiny bitch I swear to god every time I hear him on a podcast I want to punch him in his face but I think it's him sort of, and
2: disco and some other person I don't know the fuck ah this is fucking they do matter. a podcast and like it's awful yeah I don't Going know in and disco. like disco literally disco I'm sure again I'm sure I'm falling Let's for it because they're, they're, if they heard what? this criticism, they would be like, Oh, see, you don't even get our podcast. You're falling for it. We're, we're in character. We're trying to get, you know, we're trying Bullshit. to play you in. No, Disco's literally is on every week t- talking about how he knows how to get heat and what a good worker he is. Yeah. It's, not, it's, it's fucking really embarrassing. And, and I get, I'm in on the joke and the character, that the dynamic they're trying to have, but like, it's, it's brutal. And Conan, just no offense. Like, I'm just going to be honest. Like, he sounds exactly the same like he did 10 20 years ago and he talks like this and like it's just it's ridiculous it's talk. I know he would call me racist for saying that because I because I oh, actually right. imitate Oh I'm sorry exactly about that. Yeah. If somebody imitated me and said, "Oh, my name's Jess and I'm white," I'd be like, "Okay, if that's the way I sound, sounds good." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> you do a great impression of me. Thank you. You're hilarious. But like, yeah. <laughs> so you got Conan going. You know, I'm and and he's one of those guys yeah. which I can't stand. Like, I, I know I'm going off on a tangent. Yeah. But like, he's the guy. Like, you know that. Uh, you know when people say something about themselves, it generally means they're not that. So if someone comes up to you and they introduce themselves and they're like, "Hey, I just want to let you know, man, I'm really funny." Okay. So I'm gonna be crazy, and you're gonna be like, "Is this guy for real?" And I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, I'm really funny. I'm known in my circle." of friends is a really funny guy generally means they're fucking awful yeah and not I hate funny that. I, and all I hate that. that and that's what Conan is. <laughs> that's what Conan is because like Conan will always every other sentence is, you know me disco I'll tell you like it is I'll tell you raw dog some people can handle that so that generally means that he's just an annoying prick who probably says things that people just go uh-huh yeah Conan uh-huh to get him to fucking leave the room and stop talking and that's what <laughs> kind of person I'm sure Conan is now now I will say that he's got creative ideas. I like LAX that, true. and TNA. Um, I've always liked LA- I actually like LAX better with Conan as their manager. So I'm not saying that he's totally worthless, but as a singles wrestler, um, I never I saw his matches from uh, AAA and I believe he was like the first CMLL Mexican champion or something like that. But he was in the early 90s that he had a nickname as the Mexican Hulk Hogan because he was young. He was good looking. He was muscular. Um, uh, You know, the the legends put him over like in Mexico to kind of make him like the next big thing. They actually came here for a pay-per-view. I think it was called When Worlds Collide. Uh, when worlds collide yeah in yeah, the LA Sports Arena they sold out the LA Sports Arena which Mexican wrestling had had to a to presence in LA in a long time so he was like over when he was in Mexico but i don't know what happened when he came to the states and i'll tell you Dave and i were talking about this before we hit record it's because good wrestlers would be able to adapt to the american style and kind of bring their own flavor to it and keep some of the mexican style with them which is pretty valuable but um but learn how to wrestle conan never either wanted to or could not wrestle american style because he kind of kept like that odd lucha Like uh, just like the way he would move in there. Like, for example, like when you whip someone to the ropes, right? You want to make it look like you're really trying to whip them to the ropes. So you grab their hand, you butt their shoulder up against your shoulder, and then you, you throw them into the ropes, right? Or you give the illusion that you're whipping them to the ropes. Conan Conan would literally walk up to you, put out his hand, like he was shaking your hand. That's as much effort. Mm -hmm. And then he would, he would pat, he would pat the back of your shoulder, which was your signal to start running in the opposite direction towards the ropes which is the most laziest shit I've ever seen. Couple that with his uh, somersault into a clothesline, which is fucking awful and never looked good. I fucking ever. hated that shit. Yeah. Bro. Never looked good. Always poorly timed. Like he's just, I, I Conan never got American style of wrestling. Um, Conan was over at times when he was with the wolf pack, people cheered him. Um, but you know, and it's funny, he'll go around calling people racist and stuff, but yet Conan dressed up like a typical Mexican gangster, even though Conan's Cuban. Um, so he dressed up like yeah, a uh, He would dress up in a flannel with one button buttoned in the oh, bandana on. And he would tell people to toss my salad and lick my butthole or whatever he would say. And, <laughs> <"A libra raza!" laughs> and he would do all this shit. But then if, today, if you copy his accent, uh, or you say anything he calls you a racist he'll be like you're racist man that's a stereotype I'm like that's what you fucking got your money in the United States on was being a stereotype you made your money of off Mexican gangsters yeah. yeah you would get in the ring with saggy pants you're a fucking, dude, you're something. a fucking character bro yeah well I'm poor one at that like you know so it's just yeah. He poor was, or not he, he was in the money. wolf pack the wolf pack was over so he got cheered I'm not saying he had a catchphrase <laughs> he would come out every week and get in the ring like Odele. and the crowd would chant it back Ariba and they would chant it back and he'd be like blah 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 and he'd say something you couldn't understand, and then he'd be like, "You could toss my salad and peel my potatoes and do what, do what, what?" Like, and and then he would, he would he would proceed potatoes. to have an awful match. Or, <laughs> when lucha, <laughs> <laughs> or when he actually wrestled against another lucha, he would fucking stiff him. Rival la <laughs> yes. so getting upset about Conan.
1: Wrestling. All, all, all <laughs> of that, all of that was <laughs> racist, by the way. This
0: fine. It's totally okay.
1: Yeah, bring it in, bring it in. Because I was
0: watching the video. You know the video with it was on WCW, and it was when the NW and Wolfpack thing was going on, and when Scott Hall was drunk.
3: Uh, you're drinking I'm kind of retarded
0: just something about Conan coming out with Nash he kind of came off as like the I know I'm overrated but I'm cool because I'm with these guys and I'm going to come out and I'm going to soak it all in and I'm going to take up all the attention that they're getting because I know I'm not that good but because I'm with these guys at least it gives me a little attention didn't it come off as overrated? Like, j- j- no, I don't know. I was not. Dis- at it, I would like, not
2: even be surprised if that was his thought process because he probably. Knew, I know like, I'm overrated, but I'm going to go with these guys. Yeah, I'm going to go with these guys because look these, good, man. These guys are over, and then when people chant for me because I'm with the over cool guys, exactly. I'm going to be cool. Basically, and then when when I 20 years from now on a podcast, I'm going to talk about how over I was and how I know mm-hmm. how to get over. No, you stood next to Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, who were really fucking over. Who and I'm not a big fan of Nash's in ring work either. But but they were super cool. They were one of the three guys that made the NWO super popular. Arguably, Hall and Nash were the two guys that really made it super cool and young and fresh feeling. It's, um, um, and then Cohen yeah. just started milking that later. It, it, he got lucky. He got put it's, with them.
0: It, it, it's kind of like the 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 chick that wants to be hot by surrounding herself with ugly fat friends. That goes and joins a group of all well, actual that, hot, that's, hot. that's what I. That's, that's, that's what, what, I Roddy that's what it said is about <laughs> earthquake. That's what I do. Wait, what? He what do you say? And
2: commentary in SummerSlam '90. Right, earthquake is coming down. Oh no, Dino Bravo was coming down to the ring, and he was like, "Do you want to? Do you want to know why Dino Bravo looks good next to the earthquake? Because he's like that so-so girl who gets all the big, fat, ugly girls to to hang out with her, and then and in turn he looks hot. That's why Dino Bravo with the earthquake. It was but then, so but then, him. but Conan is that <laughs> that pie, chick bro, bro. that
0: joins the chick full of hot group, uh, yeah. hot girls, the yeah, full of hot chicks.
2: She got, goes up like two. She's probably a four, but she goes up to at least a six. Yeah, she's just five. by yeah,
0: association. Yeah. You know, you know, the god thing, people I, are gonna I, be so offended I, by I, this. I really, because Conan's what.
2: What does Conan do again? I forgot. Just <laughs> because I said like he's a fucking no, fat I, I I was Booker for Lucha Underground. Just no. because I said awesome. I'm like no, like, like he's a fucking Lucha Underground also has vampires. Like he has this
1: great fucking movement to prevent racism and everything else. You know, and we're not we're not trying to sit here and say that you know everything we're saying is racist. What we're trying to say is like no. he he made
2: money off that stereotype and he deliberately did all of that. So he he needs to be accountable for and that. In his if defense, he does not like I don't, it, I don't remember him. if it's from wrestling whatever. He did have serious kidney problems. Like he actually. Has That's been right. Health wise. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm not shitting on him, but he still has a big mouth behind the mic. So as long as you're well, are honest, you sure about that? Are you pretty sure? I'm pretty fucking sure. Yeah. Sure about that. Are you sure about Jesus? So yeah. So I, my, I, whatever my,
1: my, I, my, here's my thing about Conan. I think I, I, n- I never really liked him, but I have true disdain for him. And, <laughs> and I, and, and the reason why, and I don't know, you guys are let probably, let me tell you, I hate you, him. You might, you might get, you might get a little, a little hot on me with this, but I, I really have a problem with, um, you know, El El Hijo, right? You know what I'm talking about. Um, when he's wrestling Ring Mysterio it's like a tag match. Talking about that death in the ring
2: situation. Oh, Conan! Yeah, he was on the outside.
1: Yeah, Conan's yeah. on the outside. Oh, yeah. So that... here, here, here's here's th- here's the thing, right? I I'm I'm pretty sure as soon as that this guy was dead before he walked into the ring, he just didn't know it yet. I'm pretty positive, right? And I know he quote unquote had a stroke, whatever happened, right? He gets drop kicked in the shoulder and hits that rope the wrong way, and and you can tell he's in distress. I know exactly. what And you're what, about the talk about. Did, what the fuck? What the fuck does Conan do to it, this guy? It, it's his overrated medical skills too. Jesus fucking Christ, bro! He's shaking
0: oh, the like, shit. Dude out Dude had an in, neck neck
1: injury. Yeah, before and he's that. shaking the fuck out of him against these ropes. Like if he wasn't dead, Conan fucking killed him. And I, I know that sounds really bad to say, and I, I, I don't have any proof of that. I'm just I watch the video over and over, and I go. I don't care if that guy's dead when he hit the floor. That's the stupidest fucking thing. That, you, you that's should, how I felt too. I feel like it could have made it know worse. Better. It may have made it You're, worse. Yeah. It may have made it worse. He, maybe he was able to be saved. I don't know. Because My that much is, yanking. Do you think fucking Conan knew either? He didn't know. He should have fucking left him alone and got medical staff down there. And, yeah. And I hate to go off another tangent, but Silver King, same fucking bullshit. And I know he was probably they probably couldn't have saved I'm stroke. I've not even seen, Do they have video
2: of Silver King? They I've do. Yeah, yeah I've, I've seen it. The guys kind of like trying it.
1: to pull him over,
0: and he's, he's on. He's on his fucking belly, bro,
1: over. and he flips him over and slams his head pretty hard. I know he was having a heart attack, but he fucking moved he him. Bro. Stroke, yeah. He had stroke. He didn't stabilize him or anything. Yeah, and who knows what could have happened there? The, the the fucking the 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 lucha scene needs to get their fucking shit together because they do. these these last two deaths. I don't know if they could have been prevented. But there's a chance if they even had ambulance on staff, something, a fucking cardio machine, something, yeah, fucking something to jump the heart back in. Who knows what could have happened with these two guys? Maybe they'd still be here. They wouldn't be wrestling, but they might still be here. And that motherfucker shaking him on some cable rope against his neck when he had a fucking stroke. That, yeah. This motherfucker, man, I... I truly, I truly have a problem well, with this guy. And you know what? He can come and kick my ass and put me in a pretzel. I don't care. He will. I I, I would, I would, I would I mean, fucking do it. Poster just, address. In the just YouTube for me to tell him to his face, how much of a piece of shit he is. I'm sorry.
0: As I'm a former EMT. I mean, as,
1: as soon as I saw that video, I'm like, oh why would God. you do that?
0: Why? What are you doing? What are you doing? I, what are what almost, you doing?
2: But almost, he didn't know. But at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, again, to give him credit, even though I have spent about two minutes bashing the shit out of him. Um, you know, he's in the moment. I don't know. It, I don't know why you would shake it that violently. I really yeah, don't, the, I don't. The way know. he
0: did it though. For and like a went, full fucking yeah, minute hey, too. Honestly, it would be one thing if he just kind of.
2: But let's hey, just say he didn't that's know it? he was hurt at all and he was still in character and he thought everything was all good. Shaking the rope like that is so out of character it's for anybody. It's so he was shaking the rope trying to wake him up because he knew something was fucking wrong. So like I just don't understand why I I, I understand. understand a couple of slaps I, in the I, face, I've, maybe, you know. That that is where I hey, will bud. take the criticism of you've never been in the ring. You're right. So I would not That's true. I, I mean that is this. True, though. I would not know what to that do is in that the situation because I've never been in the ring. However, but they should take booking and wrestling. I've been a fucking lifelong fan. I've spent fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars on this fucking product i have the right to my opinion for how things are booked for how sloppy someone is a conan um and all that stuff and how shitty they look in the ring and how much of a hypocrite they are but i won't criticize him for being in the thick of it i don't know what it's like to be in the ring i don't know what it's like to be in the ring with someone who's injured um and trying to guide them through it or or you know what i mean like so it is a rough spot you see that a lot though uh, the one recently that I was watching, and I was watching the Thunder episode where um, Buff Bagwell got paralyzed for a while. Oh, my God. And where Steiner gave him the fucking that, bulldog actually. off the top rope and just botched it. That's like, right. Because, because Steiner was being a lazy fuck, to be honest. And I again, maybe That's it's hard for overrated. me to call him a lazy fuck because, uh, well, Rick Steiner was pretty good, actually. Rick Steiner? But, yeah. No, it was Rick Steiner that did it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Rick Steiner did it to him. So, but no, I Scott Steiner Scott. comes into play in a second. Trust me. I'm not done with Scott Steiner. Um, mm-hmm. I, you didn't put him on this list, did you? Because I I have a lot to say about Scott. Steiner we, too. We, we yeah, could. Rick Steiner was um, good, but Scott Steiner. Was, but yeah, Rick Steiner was, was, was being lazy, and he gave his bulldog where he stands on the top rope and his opponent stands in the ring with his back to him. And then uh, Rick Steiner jumps off the ropes and bulldogs him from behind. Good, cool spot. Always got a nice pop. Well, he did it to Bagwell, but he was lazy. And instead of actually grabbing Bagwell's head and then releasing it right before he hit the mat. So Bagwell could take the bump, right? He didn't even try to grip Bagwell's head. So as he was coming down, Bagwell's head slipped behind his tricep. So when they both landed, his neck snapped on Rick Steiner's back. Yeah. So Bagwell from the second he got, you see him saying shit to the reps and Rick Steiner, like I'm hurt. You see him. He can't move. He's panicking a little bit. Then Scott Steiner comes in there, fucking hits Rick with the chair, pulls Bagwell up violently by his arm to drag him over for the cover. And the ref counts three. I mean, Scott Steiner picked him the fuck up. This paralyzed man. go back and watch that now. The, oh, I'm telling you, when you watch it, you're going to be like, what the fuck? I is forgot ri- about that whole thing. Now, Scott may not have known because Scott came <laughs> from horrible. the back and ran down there and just wanted to do his spot. But I don't know how someone couldn't have said, like, he's fucking hurt, like, right now. Like, it was, it was ridiculous. Like, when you watch how violent Scott Steiner is with him. And Steiner was on his team. He was trying to pick him up to put him over. Like what well, the referee's back was turned. So the whole spot was supposed to be Rick Steiner hitting the bulldog and you know, he had bagwell pinned basically, or was going to, and then um the referee's back was turned. And then Steiner hits him with the chair, and then puts Bagwell on top for the three. It's a classic, you know. You think the face is going to win, but the heel does. But when you watch this, and you watch fucking Scott Steiner grab Bagwell by the arm, Bagwell's paralyzed. You never move someone who's paralyzed, um, or who takes a head trauma like no, you Stein don't. Trauma, and he throws him on top. It's fucking crazy. what <laughs> well, I'm not one to brag, Madeja! Do I don't know why. I'm not, but that's oh, that's me. fine. Is, it, it. Me. is Scott Steiner on the list? Warrior. The
3: what? Ah. Ah. You're
0: not just any man between the sheets, honey. Kim, why don't you tell him what he's really
1: like? Oh, that's right. Big Papa Pump's not any just, he's our Superman.
3: You're damn straight. So this goes to all my freaks out there. Big Papa Pump is your
2: hookup. Holler if you hear me.
1: He wasn't, but I he's heard right about the matter. Well, there you go. We, were had we'll we might go just do it.
2: Let's fucking do it right now. As we a singles because wrestler because as a yeah. wrestler, Scott Steiner is completely garbage. You know, yeah, this, I, the Steiner I, Brothers tag team was phenomenal. Yeah, I, I love, love that. the tag Steiner team. Brothers. Well, I,
1: I think we should distinguish that because when you talk about the Steiners themselves, I think uh not overrated, not underachieved. No. I think I think they achieved uh great the, the, the pinnacle great tag of tag team, team greatness. Uh arguably
2: the best. United Arguably States the best, United States and tag, tag, yeah, and this right. is a young. Stop, I, don't know, I have to start hard to This is a young Scott, <laughs> Scott <laughs> like Steiner. Swallow my own tongue. I'm like But you have to understand, this is
1: a young Scott Steiner in the realm of. What was Alex Jones? The I'm kind of retarded. In the in the tag team realm, a young Scott Steiner is pulling huracanas out, which they actually just rename the fucking yeah, to keep
2: it short like the the, Amazing. the Steiner tag team they were phenomenal.
1: Sure. Then and they when, and they carry titles all over yeah. every venue every when federation, all over the world. In uh
2: 98, yeah. He turned on his brother and he became superstar Scott Steiner for a second. Oh, he dyed his hair white, he a goatee. Then he became um what was it? Big Papa Pump. Big Papa Pump. After that, like Scott Steiner if was no he was only known for because WCW was such a shit show at this time for going in the ring, going off the script, cursing, uh, ripping people. That he never said that he was going to. What are you going to do tonight in pro? Well, I'm just going to talk about my feud. Then he would go out there and be like, "Ric Flair is a motherfucker." Like literally, he would just. This go out show there. sucks. Yeah, Watch this show WWF. Watch WWF, and then like he was so hurt. He was so pumped up and muscular at this point he was actually masking his injuries that he'd had for all those years so he was never a good singles wrestler like the, the, the drop foot is righted out the back he changing. was wearing out his hips were going fast his back he was, was going uh, fast you know, yeah, he there's never, a lot of things to describe he never him never looked into the ring he was people said he was hard to deal with in the backstage he was an asshole he would always fucking curse people out Yeah, and temper like all that stuff he's an angry hand he's super overrated cuz everybody remembers scott Center. remember call oh, remember he was so he cool. was so badass. he wore the metal the chains on his head or whatever and i'm like he was good he was
1: better way back when but look, let me ask you the question. Was he still a dick hole when he had his long hair and he's part uh, of a tag team? Probably.
0: He's, he's
2: I'm sure he was. Yeah. He was that. Uh, There's stories about prelim tag teams that would go and what you did when they they'd did get TV fucking destroy it. them. You, you would be a prelim wrestler that would come in and then they would be like, okay, go look on the board or the paper that's posted on the board. And that's who you're going to be fighting. Go get with them and talk about your match, which basically you're going to get your ass kicked for 95% of it. And you're just here to make them look good. So people, there were there were well a tag team and a wrestler that people would like be seen crying when they would see they had to face prelims that had to face the steiners or prelims that had to face van vader like they would cry because they're like fuck he's gonna they're gonna beat the shit out of me and steiners would just brutalize people like especially prelims just take Uh, liberties on them like treat them like shit like vader
1: didn't hold back either no vader 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 was broke
2: someone's back from a powerbomb oh god Jesus, Joe Thurman. So I, a little side uh, overrated wrestler, Scott Steiner is a singles wrestler, totally overrated. There, Yeah, punk ass. Like you know, well, even look. Even well, even and look now I just watched a video before we recorded this. He's probably getting paid hundred bucks to go wrestle in a gym that was probably full of fifty people and touching Joey Ryan's dick. So uh, that's what Scott Steiner overrated. Uh, hope he saved Both his sides. money. Hope he saved his money, which it didn't look like he did. And his chest is caving in. He's got a beard that, now. Yeah. His fucking all the roids he's done is turning oh, his that's body killing him. Yeah, so you know, so look at this.
1: You re-put yourself, so, folks. <laughs> In the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, he got the best wrestling maneuver for 89 and 90 for the Frankensteiner, which is the, fucking the Because that was oh, new, you they were know? Fantastic. Uh, match they fantastic. stole the, it from Japan. Match of the year, 1991. Well, Rick Steiner versus it's Hiroshi amazing. Hayes and uh I couldn't say Sasaki. At the Japan Super Show, because fucking Meltzer's a fucking New well, Japan no, fucking had uh, Steiner's bitch. Made
2: great matches in Japan. They were super stiff with Japanese wrestlers, but but that was the stronger style. Gave yeah, him Tag Team style. of the
1: Year in '90. Worst style, baby. Worst work match of the year. He gave him 2003 versus Triple H at the Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, that WWE. Like, oh my came god, in, oh, that was horrendous. No, his
2: legs were like little chicken legs, and he had no cardio. It's just all like, sucked he's anyways. Just anyways. fucking blown <laughs> up. Yeah. And he just wasn't yeah. a good singles it wrestler by himself. He again, Scott Steiner didn't have charisma, he just yelled and cursed and scared people. That's all he did. Not convincingly, like a you know, uh, he was a dick in the backstage. He just scared people and he yelled at people and cussed at people. He had no charisma, he had no like inkling on what to do in their a singles wrestler. Every time they tried to experiment with him as a singles wrestler, he flopped and and he went back to his brother. And then finally, after that, he, you know, was Scott signer big pop pump. Again, under the NWO umbrella or the shield. You know, which NWO was, like, super over at the time, so even if you were fucking Stevie Uh, Ray, you would get over.
0: Well, that was another one, just like Conan.
2: I gotta associate myself with guys that are popular and everyone loves,
0: just so I can appear like I'm better than I am. Yeah, and then when all those guys go home
2: because they fake injuries and you're left all by yourself, you can't elevate anybody else, you can't do anything on your own. Like, so, that's uh, a... Sorry, Scotty and Conan, but
3: yeah. And that was yeah. his class
2: And you guys are assholes sometimes. Yeah, they're, they're kind of So when you walked oh down God. that aisle
3: last week
2: I know I wasn't alone Because the people at home
3: All they did was grab their remote Change the channel to WWF And watch Stone Cold A person, you and your old friends Got fired from here Because you're a jealous old Bastard. So Ric Flair, remember this. In this wrestling business, there's never been a bigger ass-kissing, butt-sucking bastard in this business, but also in life, you're the biggest ass-kissing, back-stabbing, butt-sucking bastard. And you belong where you're at WCW, because WCW sucks. And so do
1: you, me. All right, so that's enough about Steiner and fucking Conan, right? We're going to move on. We're going to talk about. <laughs> Speaking of racism, um. Oh, sorry. We're going to talk about how man, man he used that to get quite a bit of cheap heat. We're talking about Bradshaw. We're talking about. Layfield, oh, you're We're talking about JBL. You mean Bully? Yeah, Bullyfield, Bully, Bullyfield. Bully. Bully Justin Bully Layfield, baby. That's what the B stands for. This is this bitch. So when you super overrated. overrated. When you when you lay in the accolades, he's got one WWE championship. He's got one IC title. He's got uh, one US title. He's got 18 hardcore titles that no one cares about. Uh, he's got a European title. He's got three tag titles with Farouk. That's kind of cool. You know, that was where honestly the peak of his career was. I like the acolytes; opinion. they were cool. Yeah, it's all right. You know, so let, let's let's talk about the guy. What? How did JBL come across that uh, that world title in the first place?
2: Um, I think they were looking for something for Vince. Vince likes big guys.
3: He's my best friend. He always has been. We drink more beer and we've been on more roads than most of you people can ever imagine.
2: And JBL. Uh, JBL knew how to suck up to the right people in the back and let's face it. And I'm going to be, I'm going to be kind of semi-honest because he's a smart guy. Well, he he is a smart guy, but um, he knows how to politic as well. And I'm just going to say it. Vince McMahon is a major bully and he ran it. He still runs his company. Like he's probably a lot quieter now, Vince, but he ran his company like that for years. And if you weren't alpha and you weren't a bully, you didn't really get Vince's attention. If you actually, if you don't li- stand up if you actually liked pro wrestling and just wanted to come and do your job and work your fucking ass off and nurture the locker room and and make me you know, leave it better than you left it. Nah, not so much for Vince. Like he kind of liked bullies and he liked people who, you know, like to cut other people's throat because he felt that keeps him sharp. So JBL um, knew to make friends with the Undertaker. And that kind of gets you a pass in the backstage. We've been hanging and banging, brother. I hear Undertaker's a good guy. I've never heard one negative thing about Undertaker. But um, JBL knew, and Cuz talks about someone knowing how to suck up someone to make themselves look good. Exactly what JBL did. If I'm friends with the Undertaker, I'm kind of untouchable. Um, I'm in a, a rare air. I get kind of next to Vince a little easier. And and that's kind of how that all happened. You know, He's a big guy, tall guy, never in great shape, always looks soft. Um but decided to cut his hair and uh, make it like a it- the whole jbl character and the kind of like jr from dallas combined with a couple other people and where he was like this cowboy wearing a hat and you know kind of coming out talking about how rich he was and you know about the mexicans need to mow my lawn and that's their place and there's nothing wrong with that it's just what they do and so it's all it was all cheap heat and it was designed to feud with eddie guerrero um when they put the title on jbl it was like a jinder mahal kind of run i know jbl was like the longest modern wwe champion or something like that he held the title for a year or whatever but um ah i never i never dug it it was really overrated and they parade him around now jbl like some legend they bring him back for commentary like we give a shit or you know like oh coming up on the guest panel for the money in the bank pre-show jbl and nobody cares and like it just Mm. i i i've never liked jbl i think jbl is an awful wrestler his clothesline from hell would hurt people despite what Bruce Pritchard would have you believe on his podcast. Um, I've seen him stiff many people with that. But let me let me put this. A lot of people have written, Justin Roberts, the former ring announcer, is a book that comes to my mind where he buries JBL because he said JBL tormented him for like two, three straight years. Yeah, Just bullied him every fucking day. Like, would uh, embarrass him. There was one particular tour where they were driving and they had like... I think they had heels on one bus and faces on the other because they were going on a tour overseas. And JBL made both buses pull over. And said, I'm we're not leaving until Justin Roberts gets his ass off the face bus and gets over here with the heels. Cause JBL wanted to bully him in front of everybody and make a big deal out of it. So he said Justin Roberts went over there and JBL would just be, you know, right out loud, hey Justin Roberts, are you still alive? You should fucking kill yourself. Like and just yeah, he's, I remember he's, those he's a big quotes. fucking idiot. That's why he thinks he's funny. Wow. Again, he's another you, guy that's yeah. a bully and he's loud. And most people will <laughs> so JBL stop <laughs> because they just want him to go away. But he thinks, man, they were all laughing at me. I'm funny loud is funny like and that he's that kind of fucking prick that you just cannot stand to be around but you kind of go oh yeah JBL okay buddy Uh uh-huh and in his mind he's like yep Jess is on my side. He laughing, laughs, buddy. Like he's that fucking for as smart as yeah, he is he's financially, a and he's a financial wizard. Apparently, um, yeah. he's pretty thick in the fucking skull when it comes to reading a room. But again, when you're friends with the Undertaker, you could do what you want, right? So, so yeah. Then, then I, what really makes me mad about JBL, and uh, I've I've heard no proof of this anywhere else. He claims that he was just these great friends with Guerrero, and when Guerrero died, oh my god, JBL cried and and put on this fucking bullshit act about how him and Guerrero were close. I I've never read a single story where (laughs) no one's confirmed all like at all. I know that JBL befriended out of nowhere Chavo after Eddie died because, you know, that's the right thing to do. Maybe I'm a dick for saying this, but I never have read anywhere else that JBL and Eddie were friends. I've never heard of that. I've always heard horror stories about JBL being a bully and a piece of shit. I've all, I've always seen JBL's work in the ring, which is subpar, um, which is not good at all. Uh, below average, uh, he stiffed people with the clothesline from hell and other moves because he can't wrestle, so let me hit him for real and that will look good, right? Like, and that was just JBL to me. And you can't prove otherwise because I don't care what Bruce Pritchard says, who they're best friends in real life. And Bruce Pritchard's a bit of a bully as well. Um, Maybe not now, but was back then. And um, again, if you didn't have that alpha kind of always shitting on someone, always fucking loudly, rudely joking at someone or whatever, you weren't one of the boys back then. You know, JBL fit right in, fit like a to glove. Be,
0: to be fair. I don't like JBL. I agree with everything you're saying. As far as the Eddie Groh thing, we never heard Eddie say anything bad about him either. You know, yeah. so maybe it was one, no, I'm not, I'm not Maybe, maybe he, it wasn't as yeah. great of a friendship as he's saying, yeah. but there could have been a friend. You know, just to be fair, well, I there could have been a JBL friendship. knew to be one because he was. It could have been chummies. Yeah, yeah. He yeah the title off. Of. It, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you but know, we never heard Eddie.
0: Eddie would have said something if if there was something there. But doesn't mean it, like Eddie, Justin Roberts. It doesn't mean you. It, Discredit that story. Oh yeah, I. Well, he's there's still a, a bunch piece of shit. other people. He's, no, yeah, exactly. There's, there's a is, bunch
2: of other people that, that have come they, out the corroborate that. that. Say the same thing. Yeah, that they, they, oh, was I'm a sure. Bully. I'm he, sure. You know, he would just run people down, and the only way to really get out of it is if he tried to fight back on him. But however, every every physical altercation that he's gotten in God, has that that resulted what? in him getting his fucking bully ass beat. Joey uh, Joey uh, Styles. Styles punched him in the face and shut him the fuck up because he was fucking with Joey Styles on the plane or a bus. I don't remember when. Um, and uh Joey Styles oh, had an I don't know. Yeah, he said something about Joey Styles got his wife or something. I don't remember. I'm trying to remember the he story. He said something
0: about him. In yeah, general. maybe it was about him. And then right. Joey
2: Styles confronted him about it. And yeah. And blah blah blah. And then, then he punched JBL yeah. in the face. And then also JBL was knocked out in the tough. He's such a tough guy. Everybody talks about how tough JBL is, but he gets his fall and he gets fu- he gets fucking knocked out like oh who Billy, knocked Billy Gunn knocked him yeah him. yeah that's right him the fuck yeah out. Billy Gunn Go- like <laughs> every time <laughs> hey, that JBL talked about and then oh and remember he picked on big fat helpless Blue Meanie that's and right fucking, yeah and he did a, fuck Blue Meanie he's up but that was a bully, bully that's that was, why and that was it bully was a status. ring full of people it was a ring full of people so it, he wasn't out in the open where it, Blue Meanie could defend himself and I don't think Blue Meanie's like a tough guy uh, but no. I mean like you know you're fucking do six we, foot six do we
0: all remember uh, Paul Heyman's fucking great diss to him though oh yeah yeah The only reason reason you were longest champion is because Triple H didn't want to work
2: Tuesdays. (laughs) 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 Fucking great. Fucking great. Oh, my God. Because that was true. And it was true. That's true. And he's overrated because WWE parades him around like a fucking, like he's some kind of pageant winner. And, you know, like he's special. Oh, Joining us for commentary is JBL. (laughs) Like, and everyone goes, because nobody fucking cares. Like, is that warrior snorting? Mm. Yeah, it was warrior snorting. (laughs) Snort
1: some coke, JBL. I'll tell you. That, I it, it's it's uh interesting that you uh talked about the ultimate.
2: there was somebody short. else in the back that knocked the fuck out of JBL too. I can't remember who it was. It, what was so it? there was somebody else too. It was Joey Styles, um fuck. I think I had it in my I head it up. S- someone And wasn't it like a non wrestler too? I maybe. I could be wrong. Somebody else, yeah, put him in his fucking place too. See, that's the thing. You diffuse a big fucking windbag of a bully, he backs down right away, like right afterwards. Apparently Justin Robertson needed a fucking Take a hammer and bash him in the fucking face. And then he would have been like, You know, Justin, you're all right. Can you pick up my teeth on your way out, please? Mm. Please? Uh, is this? Excuse me when I go out and stiff someone because I know to arrest Oh, wrestle
0: really? Steve Blackman beat the shit out of him? I didn't know that. Well, let's see. I I didn't know that either. Okay. 1998 or 1999. It says date 1998 or 1999. That's totally
3: Location
2: crazy. Kansas City. Yes. And then, yeah, because, and JBL admitted this because I guess Bruce took him back and talked to both of them. It's okay. What the fuck? And JBL made a joke of like, you know what, Bruce? I have to apologize. I was hit seven or eight times before I even realized I was in a fucking fight. Oh, that's, <laughs> uh, that's right. That's how fast Black heard that's was when Blackman like beat All him. Right. hit him so many times he couldn't. even Well,
0: let's him. let's go right here. This kid, this could be a part of the uh, the podcast because JBL was in a mood to joke around, and that meant trouble for whoever was in his path. It just so happened to beat Blackman, which was bad news for JBL <laughs> because he was one of the few guys on the <laughs> roster who would could fight back. JBL started harassing him, calling him all sorts of names, and it was pissing Blackman off. He then patted his ass, oh, God, he patted his ass, to which Blackman said, John, I don't play that shit, knock it off. JBL, the prick that he is, kept on doing it anyways. Blackman warned him one last time, John, next time you do that, I'm going to knock your fucking teeth out. JBL, of course, ignored him and did it again, either too drunk or too stupid to leave him alone. Blackman had enough and turned around and backhanded JBL. He proceeded to then jab him repeatedly. <laughs> repeatedly in the face and body about a dozen times as JBL kept swinging a miss. Oh <laughs> With my. each of his jabs, JBL's head would snap back. <laughs> for the final blow, Blackman was going to kick his knees out, but as he stepped back to kick him, his leg got caught in one of the handles on a luggage bag. <laughs> That's why Blackman never made it. The This allowed Holly and Al Snow <laughs> to grab Blackman while Ron Simmons grabbed his friend and <laughs> JBL. JBL walked in forth and like a, a bandy rooster Wanting to finish the fight, he just got whooped in. Before Blackman left, he told him, "I'm going to fucking kill you." And he met Jesus Christ.
2: Who, uh, who wrote this? It's probably an eyewitness. It's just a, it's just yeah.
0: a, a website that I think went off of an eyewitness. Uh, the website will give pre- the armpit pro wrestling's least trusted news. Yeah. Every-
2: <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Well, Uh, no, I I remember there's been shooting interviews too, where people have said that people, if you stand up to JBL, he backs away because he's a funny. He does. He's a funny. Yeah, I I remember reading that stuff too.
1: Actually, that's crazy. Oh, that's fucking funny, JBL. And on that note, JBL is a piece of shit. Correct. Uh, you know, and this is the OWP signing off. This is Dave, Jess, and Cuz. By the way, we want to always tell you, you can always reach us via Instagram at OWP2019, YouTube at our wrestling channel, SoundCloud at our wrestling podcast, or once again, download Wrestle Post. That is Wrestle Post on your phone at no charge to you and join in on us along with other great wrestling podcasts. Have a great night.